In London, technology is the Silicon Roundabout. Introducing a new talk show dedicated to the people of the London technology startup scene. Silicon Real. Each week, interviewing entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, financial technology, accelerators, and incubators in an exciting three-person format. Learn about the people behind the innovation. Locally filmed, locally sourced. Silicon Real. It's about the people. This is Silicon Real. It's the weekly talk show dedicated to all those fantastic people of the London technology startup scene. Uh, I'm Brian Rose. I also host London Real in this same very studio. Uh, we do uh, some non-tech stuff over there. So if you ever want to take a break from that, you can go check out some cool people. I had uh, probably the coolest dude in uh, in the UK here yesterday. Uh, Mr. Ashley Walters uh, was part of the So Solid crew, which was a garage and hip hop group in, uh, in the uh, millennium times. Uh, then he also went and start on as Top Boy in the series Top Boy, which is uh, located right here in Hackney. Uh, He was a really cool dude. So we had a talk for like an hour and a half. We talked about what it's like to have a number one single when you're 19 years old, what it's like to go to prison for having a gun, you name it. So anyways, check that. You had the investment biker on the Jim Rogers. Yeah, I got to watch that. Yeah, I have that one I call the Grumpy Old Man series. (laughs) It's a bunch of old guys and they talk about finance and stuff and everyone loves those guys. Yeah, when I did uh, the China Motorcycle Ride, people were like, oh, you know, X X finance guy doing yeah. motorcycles and yeah. they were like yeah so i definitely thought cool. i gotta uh I gotta watch that one. Yeah, so check those out. It's LondonReal.tv, but we're here today to talk tech. My co-host is entrepreneur Colin Pyle, uh, who's uh, making mad coffee these days. Coffee. Uh, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, busy times. Uh, everything's going well, man. Just coming out with a few new blends, uh, looking at some of our own machines, growing the business. Um, Lingo's is going well. Uh, looking okay. for a CTO for Lingo. So if anyone's out there okay. uh, interested, fits the bill. Drop me, a, drop me a tweet, and we'll, we'll take it from there. Awesome. And the uh, motorcycle ride through India is coming out on the Travel yeah, Channel? Yeah, it's out on the Travel Channel globally. Uh, the, UK, the UK got pushed back because they didn't want to air it during the World, the World Cup. Cup. That's probably mm-hmm. smart. Um, so, so, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, things are going really well. And Renaissance busy, man in the busy, building. Busy. <laughs> and someone texted me to say hello to them on but, this live podcast. But we don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. So, okay. Well, text so, again if that's you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll just say hello, and we can, like, edit it in later, maybe. Hello to all the love. Um <laughs> Awesome. Okay, cool. Thanks so much for being here. Cheers. Um, our guest today is Mr. James Gill, who Hi. is the uh, CEO of GoSquared, uh, which is a, a real-time web analytics platform, uh, including e-commerce tools, which you guys uh, rolled out in February. Yeah. Uh, so companies yeah. can compete with the big boys like Amazon. Uh, you guys have over 50,000 sites using your tools. Yeah. Uh, your competition is places like Google Analytics. Uh, another small, small company. Another <laughs> big boy there. Uh, we use you guys for London Real, and uh, I have to tell my guy, to stay off go square <laughs> because it's like crack rock on that stuff I mean, you go in there it's got quite honestly a sick user interface and you can track like these people where they're coming from what they're doing on your site if they came back from the day before where they're located in the world and that, that's just our basic stuff you know let alone e-commerce and stuff so I actually have to tell people to get off of it <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm because, sorry. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks a lot because so, it's really addictive yeah, you right, know right. Uh, so uh, yeah thanks for that um, James you founded this company eight years ago when you were even younger than you are are now yeah. uh, we're going to talk about that but right now welcome to silicon real cheers pleasure to be here and i must say the coffee is amazing i'm rolling on that right now there we it's go. Uh, very good wow <laughs> i didn't pay him yeah. to do that yeah, yeah there's not like a 50 sweet. under the table uh, crew, <laughs> crewcafe.com crewcafe.com <laughs> 
Go check it out. That's Colin's startup, so yeah. get involved. Yeah. It's, uh, it is very good coffee. Um, you know, before we get on to the analytics, I just want to talk about your age because you started this company eight years ago, yeah. which is something we always seem to come up. Everyone thinks, you know, startups are two and three year and you yeah. flip ventures, but you would know more than anything. You spent probably your third of your life. <laughs> oh, when you put it, it like that. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was about to say that you started this company at university, but you started it before that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, back in um, 2006. So I met my co-founders when we were, I think we were probably studying for our GCSEs at the time, which we were like 14, 15 years old okay. back then. How so, old are you now? Uh, I, I turned 23 just, just recently. Okay. So, yeah, 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 you look older than 23. Uh, is that a good thing? Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, you should talk about that. So you started this when you were 14, 15 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, it was more of a hobby back then, I must admit. But name goes squared, started doing web stuff, started learning, I started learning to design. My, uh, yeah, my, fr- my friends who I started with started learning how to program. And uh, it's just rolled and rolled and rolled from then. And uh, it's gone through tons of different, like, it, it's kind of been a bunch of different companies rolled into one. I guess you'd call it a pivot yeah. in today's lingo. But, you know, we were just learning how to, to try and build a company back then. And uh, for the last sort of two and a half, three years, it's been a much more serious business full time. And uh, yeah, it's been one hell of a ride so far. So. Let's just talk about age really quick before we get into business model, because I always yeah, wonder yeah. about this. You know, they're talking about in Silicon Valley now, uh, guys my age, uh, I'm rocking 43, by the way, they go in for the Botox and stuff because like, even if you're in your 30s, a lot of guys are like, okay, you're a bit mm. over the hill. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's to, to that degree in London, but do you find that there is this optimal age in, in the mid 20s? I mean, maybe you're right on the beginning of that or yeah, does your I, age affect you? I, I think it, in the early days, it was a real concern that like we were so young, no one would take us seriously. Right. Uh, yeah, so I think there is like definitely this, this optimal, optimal age. Um, I don't know. I think it's just if you're, if you're doing cool stuff and you can be any age, if you're, if you're clued in and you're in the scene, then uh, the age doesn't matter too much. But um, yeah, I, I think for us, um, you know, when you're at school, you've got no, nothing to worry about. You don't need to worry about paying to feed a family, put money on the table for, for everyone. And there's just so much more opportunity then. All you need to do is worry about whether you can fit it in with, with homework and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, 20s is, 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 a, is a great time to be doing this stuff. What's the that. oldest employee at your company? Now oh, right. Yeah. At the moment, it, we are, we're still a very young company. Like, okay. I think the average age is 22. 20, okay. 21, do you age 22? discriminate? Like yeah. We do not age discriminate. <laughs> we have had people uh, working for us who have been oh, all the way up to 30. You know? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> That's all good. But I mean, seriously, I mean, if I was in my 20s, I remember when I was like trading on Wall Street, and I was in my 20s, and I'd be like, some 35 year old guy would be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, if you haven't made enough money to retire, Grandpa, get, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, but come on, it is a little bit of a culture clash, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I think, it, yeah, it definitely stands out when you're at meetups. But I, I think, you know, the age is, is rarely actually the thing that matters. It's like, you can tell if you're like a meetup or an event and someone clearly isn't in this world. Um, but that can be applicable to someone who's 19 as much as it can be to someone who's 40. You know, it's just, I think there's people all, all ends of that spectrum who know their stuff. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think age is too big of a deal these days. Okay. Know. I hope you're right. I mean, if it's, <laughs> if it's tech, you would think it's like what you can produce. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the pivot earlier. I want to talk about that right away. It's such yeah. a um, tech term. Yeah. Like I said it, it to is. someone yeah, today, I, not, not uh, in the field. And, and the guy's like, oh, so you changed your mind. But you know, <laughs> it, it is a bit more, it's different than that because you start off with something, but if you're actually listening to the feedback, which is what you have to do. And if you have to change up, you have to change up. You guys started, go square. These were square pieces of 
advertising space yeah, for some, right? Oh man, yeah, it, it started, um, so just to clarify, I, yeah. I hate the word pivot, you know? <laughs> I hate using that word. But, why, um, why do you hate it? I don't know, I just think it's so cliched, you know? It, it is very much like people have changed their mind but need to put a lean startup it, spin it, on it. Is, it, <laughs> is it laced with failure or something? It I sounds less ambiguous. Like to mm. an investor, you're like, oh, and then we pivoted. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, I was fucking really wrong when I went this way. <laughs> and so I decided to go this way. Yeah, I mean, like to be honest, like when we started, um, the internet was a very different place to where it is now and uh, the whole startup scene is just so different um but back then i i saw um alex choose a million dollar homepage, and uh oh, we just little pictures yeah right? and like, yeah. i don't know if any if you if you've seen mm. that but it doesn't speak about this, it sounds, this, it's, really? it's just all these different ads it's this had beautiful there. beautiful site with <laughs> a million pixels in this grid and you could buy like a square of, of pixels and uh and that would be advertising space forever and so everyone every pixel was a dollar each and i i i think so many people i'm not you know we weren't the only ones but like so many people cottoned onto that as being this genius simple idea and sort of thought they could give it a go um and i was always much more interested in design uh than anything else and we thought like let's try and do that but actually make it look good and uh so that's how go squared was born we were selling a grid of five by five uh square ad spaces on on our homepage. And, five uh, pixels uh so there was just five five squares so they were each like 140 pixels okay. square right. so it was like a, a nice bit of space and uh you know that that got us started. I you know I started learning HTML and CSS and learning how to like do web design. And uh, Jeff, my co-founder, started learning PHP. And JT started learning JavaScript. And these were like this was back in the really early days. And it it got us together building something as a project. And over time, it just evolved. And we we started a blog. And it turned into like a, an advertising network, more of a marketplace. And then after all of that, we got into um, analytics and, and tracking these sites to help price the ads. And, and that's where we are today with the sort of real-time analytics platform. And it's just been this like roller coaster ride of trying stuff out and just knowing when one thing's not working, switching and, and moving on to something else. And um, it's been a great way of learning, I must say, um, just jumping in and going for it. <laughs> that's a good pivot story. I like that. <laughs> right? And what does your product look like now? I mean, and are you yeah. happy with it? I mean, it, when you go around and you pitch people on what you're doing or you look at the Google Analytics and mm. the competition, are you guys like, yes, we are where we want to be, number one? How do you evaluate Yeah, things? so I think, uh, you know, when we got into the space, uh, you know, we were the first guys doing real-time analytics. And um, I think, uh, you know, back then it was really exciting and it's, it's even more exciting now, but there's a lot more competition going on. Uh, you know, Google's pacing ahead very fast with their, their product and it does a lot of stuff um, but it's very complex and then there's a lot of other guys in more sort of niche uh, verticals doing a lot of interesting stuff too um, from, from my perspective it's always been critical for us to build something that like anyone can use that's so damn easy that people right. will even want to use it um, so even if it's a bit addictive I, <laughs> I apologize for that but but it's, um, it's, re it's quite readable and usable yeah uh, I was like, looking at it today and it, it plotted the previous day traffic over the current day traffic yeah. and you could see like how much less or worse like uh, obvious things in retrospect yeah. that's yeah. what a great UX is right <laughs> it's such a simple design right? yeah, yeah. That, that well yeah that's with, with years on it right? yeah 
we're, we're trying to do stuff that like just makes sense. Um, but the a real challenge is, you know, you got things like Google Analytics. It does everything. You know, there's very few things it doesn't do. But because it does everything, it's really hard for someone to pick it up and just get value yeah. out of it from day one. Yeah. Um, so what we're always trying to do is think how how can we make this easier? How can we get someone to getting insights and taking action faster? And, um, you know, I think the product does that a lot today. And I think over the next year, God, there's so many awesome things we've got in the works. And it's, it's one of the most annoying things when someone asks me, like, <laughs> how's the product doing right now? You're always looking forward to the, the next release, the next release. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's really exciting. Uh, I think the competition is, is hotter than ever. But I think it's just such a great space and so much innovation still ahead of us. Um, I think just the overall idea of, you know, people don't really want analytics. They want to just know how to make their site better. They want to know how to take action and actually make things, yeah, improve things. And uh, the closer we can get to telling people and informing people around insights rather than forcing people to look at graphs and charts, uh, I think the better job we'll be doing. So, yeah, yeah tons of, tons of would innovation. That, would that happen, like, automatically? So almost like AI <laughs> telling you, like, hey, you got to lower your price for this product? I or? think, yeah, there's... there's Tons of stuff that could be done. Right. The, it's almost like the simpler you make it for the user, the more work you have to do as a, as a service. But, you know, I, I think there's lots of things like, you know, very simple things like rather than showing someone, you know, all your users are on IE and some of your users are on Chrome, you can be doing things like, you know, don't, don't use um, HTML5 video on your site because most of your users won't be able to, right. to, to view it. So, like, taking stuff that you already know but turning it into, like, information and actions Action. is, is definitely sort of where we want to be taking things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty powerful tool when you do that. You know, we had someone on here, I think it was Snap Fashion, you know, where they're, you know, taking a, a, a photograph and they're trying to analyze what it is. Is it a clothing? Is it something like that? And maybe it was someone else where their direct competitor was like a Google. And you're taking a, a network of like six, eight, ten people yeah. and you're competing against such a huge yeah, company. Yeah. And I was just wondering if you ever have to get your head around that or if you ever have to think to yourself, no, we can do it better because we're quicker mm, and we're faster mm. and we're the Instagram against the whatever. Kind of you know, we're all yeah, that. Um, I, I love that kind of, well, that's one of the things that I love. Amazon. The, well, yeah, I, I think that's Jeez. one of the things I loved about when we were getting started. It's that, you know, we could be a bunch of kids still at school and have a web presence that competed with the big guys. And I think that's one of the great things just about the web today. You know, you, no matter what size you are, you can still build things from your own bedroom that compete with massive companies. As long as, as long as there's net neutrality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, but, um, but yeah, I think, uh, well, well, for us, I think there's, there's, you know, it's easy to look at Google and they're the, the, the huge guys in the room, but um, there's tons of things that a company like us can offer that Google can't, you know? You don't get to talk to anyone when you're using Google Analytics, for instance. A lot of these big companies, you know, you, you don't get support. You can't go and reach out to, to whoever's working on it. You, they don't necessarily listen to feedback on which features are needed. They don't necessarily want to go down certain routes because they want to build this product that works for the masses. Right. And so I think there's huge opportunities for us to, you know, use those things to our advantage. Um, and another thing with, like, the whole NSA scandal and all of this is that, you know, people have a bit more trust with us. You know, they're paying to use our platform. We're not going and like sending all that data off to some government agency or we're not selling it on to advertisers. And so I think there's a lot more sort of honesty in our business model that, that our customers seem to appreciate. And uh, 
you know, when you weigh all these things up and add them all together, it becomes a pretty weighty argument for why you could use something like Go Squared over bigger tools like GA. And um, yeah, I think uh, tons of room for innovation as well. There's so many exciting features that us and a load of other startups are, are working on that like, Google just, you know, they can't, they can't do everything. <laughs> I saw on your timeline that you guys moved over to uh, Amazon Cloud Services like yeah. a, a few years in. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why that hit me, but I just wanted to ask you, were you guys one of the early adopters to that? And, I, and what's yeah. that been like? I would process? say, yeah. So Jeff, my, my co-founder, was pretty much the one who did all the fun work on, me, on the migration. But like back then, I think it may have been just after like we got our first sort of coverage on TechCrunch and it just blitzed us. Like it, we were completely, we were on like this one server on a shared hosting platform and we were just completely destroyed by it. And so we were like, shit, we need, we need to sort this out. You know, we, we can't have this every time we get any coverage. Um, and so, you know, at the time there was literally Amazon and a few other small players and I think maybe Rackspace had something going on. But, but Amazon just looked like they were ready to transform the the space and i think like the concept of paying by the hour for servers and that you could boot up like a hundred servers for an hour and it would cost you the same as booting one server for a whole month like that that sort of flexibility was just amazing and um for us you know uh we had this weird kind of like scaling situation where if you think about facebook if they get a lot of users they can kind of predict the amount of uh, bandwidth that each user will use. Whereas for us, um, we have this like free trial, unlimited free trial. So, you know, Joe blogs with his uh, individual site, signs up, that's fine. But then you could get like, I don't know, the Wall Street Journal signing up the next day. And uh, just that unpredictability meant we needed to scale really quickly. And so, yeah, we, like, Amazon just came along at exactly the right time. We jumped on there. Uh, and it's not like you just suddenly have a scalable platform when you jump on something like Amazon. You have okay. to re-architect things. And over time, and I, I can't take any credit for this, like Jeff and JT and the guys have spent most of their, the, like, the amount of time they've spent on getting things to work together so that you have like servers dedicated to individual tasks and being able to scale things like that. It's, it's been a huge job. And like at the end of the day, users never see it because the service just works, but you have to spend so much time and manpower like getting a scalable architecture working. And it's yeah, one of the fun, fun challenges of trying to grow, but they're great, great problems to have. But uh, yeah, Amazon's made so much stuff possible for us that we just couldn't do otherwise, I think. Yeah. Are they being monitored by the NSA? Mm, yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> they seem to know their stuff on security. But <laughs> they run the, they run the CIA websites. Well, the they've FBI? got um, they've got a thing called GovCloud, which is like their own data center for a lot of government stuff in the okay. US, which is supposedly all separate from the right. like, consumer stuff. But I mean, Amazon's got some massive massive businesses using AWS now. It's it's crazy. Right. He's got some uh, government stuff he was saying, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Huddle does all the yeah. UK kind of cloud stuff, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned customer service. I mean, if one of these guys goes to your website and it's not working, you're not going to get a second call back, right? I mean, if, if mm. they try the free trial. What, what have you learned about customer service uh, over the last few years and then compared to the Yanks? Because the Yanks really stepped their customer service game way up, don't oh, they? Oh, God, yeah. So, I mean, I've always tried to offer the best damn customer service 
we can it's a it's a no-brainer like um it's one of those huge advantages we have over like the big guys um but i think one of the things is just how challenging it gets when you are growing you know you can deal with a couple of requests a day but then when you when you're scaling up to you know you've got a bigger team but you've also got a lot more users on board and then you have one blip or one outage and the amount of people that affects it it's um it's really really tough to work out how to manage that you know originally we just had a an inbox and we're just, oh, okay, I'll deal with that, deal with that. But then you need a support system and then you need to start working out the frequently asked questions and getting them all nailed down. It's, ah, it's never perfect. But I, I think the, the one thing we've really learned is just response time is everything. And you know, if, even if you can't get back with a great response, getting back within 10 minutes makes so much difference compared to getting back to someone 12 hours later mm. and uh, I think yeah response time is the number one thing I think um, and also I think one of the things that's changed is how much of our support now happens on Twitter rather than over email and uh, we, we you know we've got this great tool that um, basically it, every tweet is like a support ticket and it we just get back to stuff instantly so if anyone ever has issues with GoSquared Twitter's always the best way what's that, what's that tool um, it's it's called Spark Central, and it's admittedly quite an enterprise-level tool, but right. the guy who made it, Davey, um, he, like, I, we were hanging out one time, and, uh, yeah, he just, uh, I think a, he, he lets us use it and a, a couple of other cool companies, okay. but, like, I know Buffer use it as well, and cool. they've, got, they've got some massive companies using it now, guys like Delta Airlines, <laughs> and, and so, like, we feel so lucky to have known about this early on, but it's, it's been a great way for us to just... Get yeah, you know, get back to people super super quick and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really I, cool. I was, was I, I can't remember maybe Bloomberg or something did a thing yeah. on the response time depending on which sort of medium you oh, use right, to, to, yeah. to contact the customer oh, okay. or or, yeah. or the company and and Twitter was one of the fastest I, because yeah they don't want you know obviously everyone sees it so well yeah like, exactly <laughs> if someone's like waiting on something on Twitter for yeah. a day they're gonna start tweeting like oh go yeah. square didn't get back to yeah, me exactly, <laughs> exactly. you know and, and that's the customer just has so much power. Now. Yeah, it completely changes that yeah balance, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and a nice change too. Yeah, <laughs> well, it d- depends what side you're on. Sometimes. Well, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> because you know, I yeah, I, li- I love all my coffee customers, but just, like, sometimes people are just so goddamn whiny. It's, it yeah, that's because yeah, the true. one bad customer can cost you hours and hours and yeah, hours and hours exactly. and lots of money. So. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, business model. Uh, I'm sure Colin's going to hit you with a few questions. Uh-huh. You always seem to dig in. There we go. You guys are subscription, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So monthly and annual subscriptions we offer. Yeah. And is there, you know, do you, do you see any amalgamation in the in the sector coming up? Do you think like a, a few small players would maybe join together and um, increase that? Because yeah. I guess you know uh, Ivan co-hosted yeah. a few weeks ago, and yeah. Ometria is. You know, I think maybe you can maybe explain the difference mm. of some of the platforms that are out yeah, there yeah, and, yeah. and how you guys differ before, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the layman like myself. Right, because he has an e-commerce yeah, platform, yeah, yeah. but I, I think that's separate in the real-time analytics. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, Ometria's doing some yeah. cool stuff. Um, yeah, really have a lot of respect for those guys. Um, I would say, like, for us, I, j- I don't look at many startups as competition. I sure. just think that, like, the w- when you look at how much money is in the industry and where it's going, there's... You know, there's GA, which is free, but there's also GA Premium, which is like 100K annual contracts. There's um, um, Omniture, which is ridiculous contract sizes, WebTrans, these huge guys. And um, the thing that really frustrates me is that a lot of these bigger tools are, you know, they're massive contracts. They have huge sales teams. And at the end of the day, the product is used by like two or three guys in a 
huge company and mm. and everyone ends up like emailing the, the analytics guy gets a report and waits like a day for it and I, I just think the big opportunity for all sorts of startups you know Ametria like mixed panel chartbeat kissmetrics go squared like it's putting this data and putting the, these insights into like the the hands of the people that really need it yeah. and uh, I think that's a real opportunity for us um and I think, you know, when I look at our customer base, a lot of our customers have multiple different tools on. And, sure. you know, I think it's very hard to find one tool that does everything right for every, every customer. And so I think that's why there's so many different, you know, people doing stuff in this space. You know, people need customer-focused analytics. People need e-commerce analytics. People need publishing-focused analytics. And um, there's so much room to, like, have great solutions uh, that focus in on those needs while also, you know, which are far better at those needs than, say, something like Google Analytics, which right. just does an okay job for, for everyone. And how, how much is it a month? Is uh, so, it very tiered? Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. We, um, oh man, pricing is a whole. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a wonderful art and science when trying to decide pricing. But we, we do um, did basically you, per did page. You use your group. own system to determine how to charge pricing <laughs> we, in, in, real time. Time. in real time. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, yeah, it's very simple for us. It's just like the more pages you have, the more you pay. But okay. you can get started for like 10, 15 quid a month. And cool goes right up to like bigger guys paying us thousands uh, a month depending on I gotta the try it. Size, again yeah. the, the coffee just got kicking off we use crazy egg do you know crazy? oh yeah for heat mapping um, yeah it was yeah. pretty cool but yeah I again it's something that I just don't have a, the time and I don't yeah. have a specific guy on my team to look at that so yeah, it ends yeah. up being me and, and to look at a dashboard that's just much easier and gives yeah. me the things I need to see. Exactly, um, yeah. So many people helpful. say they're like yeah. using Google Analytics, but they've yeah. got it installed, but they like, no, they I don't know where Google to start, Analytics you know? installed. They, they don't, don't actually yeah. use it. Yeah, exactly. I know, so. I log in and I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, and they change it every week and it's yeah. like, this is moved, that's moved, they renamed that. And right. Yeah, they're, they're I don't not know. always good. They're, they're, yeah. yeah, and they're, they're ad buys and ad word platforms Yeah, really bad. I got so angry at Google AdWords because so we make we make Nespresso compatible pods sorry yeah. to keep going to coffee yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I can't oh, use you coffee yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> are you an entrepreneur crewcafe.com but so uh, so Nespresso is a trademark term so you can't use it in an ad oh, um, yeah, but yeah. all of our competitors are using it so I was like screen grabbing like I, you know Nespresso pods and yeah. then you'd see like all these competitors that, that are doing yeah. sort of what we're doing and I'm just like the fuck yeah and then it's like to your thing it's like how do you contact them and, and then you yeah, end up yeah. sitting on the phone for like somebody yeah, told me that one time they're like call call youtube customer service yeah. i was like yeah, yeah. Email, uh, email youtube customer yeah. service yeah it doesn't exist yeah yeah and it was like tweet at google it's like oh, it doesn't God. work either right it's just yeah. like yeah, and then giant tweet how do you get machine. a hold of yeah exactly tweet yeah. the machine it'll get mad at you <laughs> And uh, how is business? How are your revenues? It's, it's good. Um, it's good. So, yeah, uh, we've been growing and growing uh, over the last few months. And one of the things we did was introduce a new pricing tier, uh, pricing system, which starts at a slightly higher price point. We, um, we got rid of our free plan, like, late last year. And um, that was a really, like, I was really nervous about that move and what that would do to our numbers. But uh, we, it turned out that, like, conversion from our, our trial to 
premium actually like doubled when we dropped our free plan which was pretty oh, yeah. exciting so hmm. um but yeah like the aim for us right now that could have is, gone the other way right it, it, yeah <laughs> well we were i don't know we were just worried like yeah. oh would it piss off the community sure. and stuff and so far touch it's touch good. wood it's, it's been okay uh, but yeah the aim for us right now is just to continue growing on the revenues coming in um you know we're we're doing great the revenues are growing every month and they you know we're getting to the point where it's it's break even and we're just continuing to grow those, uh, grow the revenues as much as we can. And we're not really looking for more funding at the moment. We're just trying to, you know, continue to grow our customer base. And I just think there's, there's so many customers, especially at a higher end that we, we could be winning right now. And it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some pretty tough targets to, to meet. We've people, people are willing to pay for analytics. So absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I, I think, you know, it's a, it's a combination of, better tools more more niche tools and also the the team and the support and the sort of training you get with that that makes it a valuable proposition for people i think what kind of financing have you had i didn't even know oh yeah so we've raised so i well, it must be like two and a half three years ago we raised from um passion capital before like passion was a properly set up so the angels at passion um eileen burbage stefan glanzer and uh, robert Deguero. Um, and they all put like money in individually and uh, also Thomas Jones, who is now at a, an angel, uh, at a startup, uh, VC called, uh, Charlotte street capital. Um, yeah, so they put in, yeah, they put in, um, a small round early on. And a funny story about that was like Jeff and I took a gap year out after school, like after we'd done our A-levels to, um, to, to you know see if we can make ghost squared work and we're like oh man we're gonna be in our office in london we're gonna be you know living the high life running a startup <laughs> and you know by the end of the gap you're like okay it's it's been fun but like off to uni now let's let's uh let's get on with our lives let's keep ghost squared going on the side um and a week before we were like just packing for uni and i get this random email from eileen at, at passion and she's like oh, we've seen you guys, we've been following you for a few months. Um, you want to come in and, and chat? And we, we go and chat and she's like, yeah, um, here's the deal. We'll put some money in, we'll do a round. You guys, you, you guys will be full time on this. How does that sound? <laughs> and Jeff and I, like JT was already at uni at this point, but yeah, Jeff and I were like, oh my God. <laughs> um, and so we went to uni for like four or five weeks thinking, what, what, what do we do? What do we do? And we spoke to like everyone we knew. And in the end, we we're like, screw it. Let's, let's run Go Squared full time. And so, yeah, I, uh, Jeff dropped out of Nottingham. I dropped out of Exeter Uni after like five, five intense, hardworking weeks and uh, went on to, yeah, run, run Go Squared full time out, out of White Bay Yard. Um, and so since then, we've um, raised another round from so Passion followed on um, with uh, Atlas Ventures over in Boston, okay. uh, led by Fred Destin. Um, and yeah, so that, and, and that was a, a larger round. Um, We're talking millions? You it was closer so to a million. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't raised like Dropbox sums of money here, but okay. uh, you know, we, we've taken quite a, you know, we, we've taken an approach where we haven't gone mental, we haven't gone crazy, and we've just tried to grow, you know, as organically as we can. And, and the money's really helped 
do that and hire at the right times and, and get us to where we are now, which we're, we're really thrilled with. So. But you could use another chunk of change in the next 12 to 18 months. We, we, you know, you could, always, you could always do it more money. But I think um, for us, I, I just really like our priority right now that is, you know, let's build a solid business with solid revenues. And that will give us the sort of the, the ability for us to make our own decisions going forward. There's, good, there's good nothing answer. worse than, uh, you answer. know, there's nothing worse than like knowing you've got like three months left and you've, you've got to raise money and you've got to take whatever comes your way, you know? Um, and I think, you know, that's, we're just putting ourselves in the best position. Yeah. Okay. What, so how, when you, when Eileen first called you up, yeah. how old were you? Uh, I think... 18, 19, I think, yeah. So, you know, I think it's a fear for a lot of kids out there, and especially mm. me. If someone called me up at 18, 19, I wouldn't have a clue, <laughs> yeah. right, what a term sheet looks like. Yeah. Am I getting screwed over? Like, so yeah, we yeah. talked to, I think that'd be helpful for a lot of our guests potentially, but sure. yeah. you know, how, who'd you reach out to? What resources? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I had a, a really good friend at the time who was, he was running a, a company a bit like Songkick, actually. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, he, he was the one who originally made the connection with Eileen and me, uh, called James Proud. And he's now over in, in the Valley. Um, but he was like the same age as me. And I always sort of saw him as being like a step ahead. And like, he's almost like in the, the next year at school, you know, he's already done all that. Um, and, you know, he kind of gave me a lot of feedback on Eileen and, and, and passion and, you know, really, you know, made it clear like they're, they're not going to screw you around. They know what they're talking about. They, they've got the experience. Um, and then I think when we had the meeting with Eileen and, and Stefan, it just, you know, really highlighted to me that they knew what they were talking about. You know, my impression of investors at the time was like, all they care about is profit right. margin, you know, how much revenue bringing in. And I think most angel investors now are pretty sensible to know that those aren't the, the key performance indicators at such an early stage. You know, you've got to be looking at the product, the team behind it, and what they, they plan to do, what their vision is. Um, and I think that was what just really stood out for me, that they were willing to put the money in based on us as a team. Um, and, yeah, I, I must admit, like, we were clueless about, like, what, a, what a even raising money would even involve. So... Um, and the, the scene back then was so different as well, you know, like White Bayard had maybe two or three companies in it and was one of maybe two startup hubs or co-working spaces in London. Um, and, you know, there weren't that many startups around. Um, but one of the cool things was being at White Bayard, there were a couple of other people doing that. And we, we spoke to a lot of people there. Um, my dad's always run his own businesses, um, not in tech, but in advertising and um so he's always kind of i guess like given his path through life i never kind of assumed i'd be working for someone else i kind of thought i would maybe end up running something my own one day and um i don't know i just think that it's sort of all the timing kind of worked out fairly well and um and just based on like how legit eileen and stefan and robert seemed we just sort of thought let's Took go for a it leap of faith. Like, let's just yeah. go for this and you know, what was the worst that can happen? And a great thing as well was um, Jeff and I, we, we spoke to our universities and they were like, we wouldn't normally let this happen, but you can come back next year if this doesn't work. And so suddenly it was like, oh, let's do this. Um, right, right. 
And, and in, in uh, retrospect, were the terms of the deal good? And when you yeah, look back on it, you're I, like, yeah. I just I don't think we could ask for better um, know, angels in, in London. So he's yeah. actually a veteran in this space. If you, <laughs> if you actually listen to what he's saying. Seriously, he's been along, around. He's been around. I, the beginning of the round. Get the, get the wrinkles, eight, the gray hair. Yeah, exactly. That's a long you got time. some gray hair? No. Uh, no gray hair yet. You know, the, the, the big thing I got to ask you, um, it, it, this is Silicon Real, so let's talk about acquisitions. You guys seem like a ripe target for someone to mm. scoop up. And so I'm wondering, is that something that you actually solicit? And if it's not, then are you not doing your job as the CEO? You like that yeah. Person? Oh, yeah. man, that's something that comes up every now and again. Because, um, you know, people could grab you for a pivot. People could be like, look, this is real-time analytic information. Yeah. We might not use it for this. We'll use it for this. Yeah. I I don't know. I think um, personally, I don't want to be acquired at this point in time. Uh, I mean, not me as a person. I mean, <laughs> go squared. Um, and I, I just think like, there's a few reasons behind that, but like one of them is, you know, the, the, I think there's so much opportunity to still innovate in this space. And I think that we are a unique, we're doing a lot of things uniquely at Go Squared and we, we are coming up with a lot of our own ideas in house. And I, I know like our roadmap for the next six, 12 months. And I want us to be doing that stuff ourselves. Um, and I also think, you know, a lot of people, okay, so money aside, I think, you know, when you're, when you're at school, you're thinking like, what do I want to do in life? And if I can do something that I enjoy, that's going to be great. Um, and if I can make money from it, that, that's even better. Um, and I think, you know, I think on the team, we've got this shared understanding that we all love what we're doing. We're setting our own destiny with what we're, what we're building. And, um, and I, I just can't imagine us wanting to do anything else. Like, even if we were still go squared, but working in another company, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same, you know, reporting right. to senior management or, you know, shareholders and things like that. I, I love what we're doing right now. And I, I think, there's just so much opportunity to do that under our own roof right now. Um, that's, you know, how, that's how good companies succeed. Yeah. And, and <laughs> really like that, right? well, hope, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, if you're, um, if you're looking for the exit around the corner, I mean, it's yeah, very yeah. hard to, I, you know, and, and that would be distracting as well. If we were like ta- knocking on doors to, you know, see if someone will, I, I'm not saying we haven't had offers, you know, we've had, you know, very, a lot of companies come along and, you know, nose around, see what they see, see what they want. But we've just not really wanted to go down that route. And um, and also, like I don't know, at the moment, I just really want to do as much as we can in the UK. I think a lot of people view success as selling out to Google, Apple, Facebook, or something. And it, I don't, it feels like a startup dies every time they sell to Google or to Facebook. To an American know? company, is what yeah, you're saying. I, well, just I, say. I, I, <laughs> Startup it's just like you see how many great companies Facebook buys and then you just hear nothing from them ever again. It's like coming oh. to the pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Okay. A good answer. Tactfully answered as well. <laughs> a veteran answer. Um, okay. Talk 20, about 23 it. with press, uh, he's <laughs> press training. I'm telling you, you can grab this guy. Uh, you know what? Let's hit on net neutrality before we wrap up. Mm. Uh, it will the net stay neutral. Uh, or not, that's crucial to your business, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it is. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if I, yeah, I, I, I sincerely hope so is all I can say. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And it's also going to be interesting seeing what the larger companies are really going to, you know, what kind of fight they're going to put up. You know, Google's always tried to play the good guys in this space and fighting for everyone to have access to the internet. And I know, will they 
be happy to just sit back and let this one slide and knowing they'll be able to <laughs> pay their way and 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 i, I don't know we'll, we'll have to yeah, it's hard to say with these you know nsa revelations that comes out you get a lot of these protests yeah. and you don't know if it's just lip service and yeah. they, they were in obama's office and mm. the zuckerberg letter to the white house and i don't know who's who's the politician here i, I yeah. can't tell uh, and it's not in the interest of a lot of big companies, right? So, yeah. uh, if, I mean, the, the Justice Department is making a ruling on, I don't know, that that, that flabbergasted me, mm. that the American mm. justices would, would consider that there wouldn't be a neutrality. But, mm. you know, I guess this is going to get worked out. Yeah, I don't like to get too Where's involved anonymous? in politics. Where's Anonymous? Good question. Come on, Good Anonymous. Yeah. Shut this down. <laughs> don't go there, man. Those guys, those guys don't fuck around. I, I'm asking for their help. It's like I'm shining okay. the Batman yeah. light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the, the big A light into the yeah. sky. And yeah, we would like to speak with someone from Anonymous. So yeah, if you're, we'll, list- we'll try and, if you're yeah, listening, yeah. which I know you are, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we'd like to have you on exactly. on either show. Yeah. So, you know, we ask a, a few questions at the end uh, to people on the show. I'm going to yeah. adjust the ages a little bit, but I'm going to hit you with them. Uh, just basics. If you could make a phone call to the 15-year-old uh, James Gill uh-huh. and, and give that young man a bit of advice, let's say pre-Go pre Squared, so maybe just a little bit earlier than that, uh, what, what would it advice would you give him? What would you tell him to do? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I would say, um, don't be afraid to sort of like go down your own route. I know that like when we were young, everything at school was like, you're going to go to uni, you're going to go and then work in a job. You're then going to go and maybe one day sometime when you're like 30, then you're going to go and start something. I just think like it's never been a better time to start your own thing. And I think people even still at school can be, can be, taking their own their own route and uh yeah don't be afraid to do your own thing yeah. you skipped uni yeah other than five weeks <laughs> and, and do you think have you ever noticed oh my oh my gosh i didn't go to university or have you ever been like oh i didn't study that or has it affected you at all i i mean i think i've got a, a better liver than a lot of my friends <laughs> um but yeah i i know i think um i made quite a few friends while i was at uni even in those five weeks but uh you know there were a lot of fun times but we that we may have missed out on but we've had a lot of fun times doing what we've we've done and we tried to make it a fun fun place and one of the great things being in uh, where where we are in london in white bay yard is like there's a great community there and the amount of new people you get to meet every day is you know and the, and the kind of relevant connections as well has been great so i don't i don't have many regrets to be honest but uh you know, I can always go back to uni someday later. <laughs> yeah, so they don't go anywhere. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, the unis stay there. They yeah. Stay there. Yeah, but it's interesting that you know you're saying even at your age, which is younger than most people that have come through here, that you still didn't necessarily know that this was a career option for you. Yeah, I mean, I just knew that like I love design and and the web was becoming this huge like platform to build great ideas off of. But it, while I was at school, it was still like a massive question of. You know, how can we turn this into something that is, a, a, you know, going to put bread on the table? Um, and I think that's where it's so critical in the, in the ecosystem to have people that know what they're talking about with money and uh, like things like Passion Capital. And there's, there's such a great ecosystem now in London. Um, you know, we're not as crazy as Silicon Valley, but I think it's so, so evolved now compared to where it was even three, three years ago, three, four years ago. Um, and I think that is really helping a lot of people actually do what they want to do in their lives. And, and that's great. Good thoughts there. Um, what's the best advice you've ever received, business or personal? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, I always get that reaction. I don't know. Um, great. I don't know. There was a great quote that I have on my wall that's something like, um, 
some people uh, dream of great accomplishments while others stay awake and do them. <laughs> and that is a good one. But also just don't give up, like keep at it. Keep at it and, uh, and it'll, it'll work out, I think. Yeah. Okay, last bit is, uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, advice to the, the people listening around the world that kind of were your age, you know, 2018, yeah. about what they should do if they want to, you know, get into tech, get into a startup, become yeah. a startup. What do you tell them? Uh, I would say um, for us, we were building stuff, but we never had much of a community or many people knowing about it at first. And one of the critical things we did was start a blog and talk about it and start giving stuff away. And I think the more you can like give out there that's, that's quality, that's, that's sharing valuable stuff, I think that all comes around. It's like karma. And, uh, and I, think, I think that is a, a massive thing. Even if you haven't got a product yet, build something that can get you a community even without that product. And, and that's the most important thing. If you can get people knowing about you, talking about you, talking with you, then you can build great products uh, that, and, and, and software and companies off the back of that. So get involved somehow. Yeah, yeah. get involved and have like a, a story that people can, can kind of come to you and, and, and build a community around, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do, you, do you see people jumping into the community now as a veteran uh, that are getting in just because it's hot, just because you know, they think it's the rock star, they think it's the way to do the quick flip? Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of people that, you know, I think when you're genuinely in the community, you can spot those people a mile off there. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's, you know, a lot of people can build products right now, but building a loyal following and a, a loyal community and getting customers is the real challenge. And I think that takes a story and that takes hard work over time. And, uh, you know, I think unless you are building that from, from day one, then it's, it's going to be tough. But uh, yeah, I think that's, that's really critical. If, so anyone trying to build a product, think about everything around that before you, uh, bef- before you think it can be a company. Yeah. Would you move to San Francisco? Not right now, no. No? Have you, I started watching Silicon Valley, that show. Oh, oh, like, I had heard bad things about it, and Is I started it watching it. Oh, Jesus. I need yeah, to check it's, that out. Uh, I quite enjoy it. It's pretty funny, but also it's also like scary to think that maybe even part of that could be true. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my it's gosh. It's like entourage-esque. It's very entourage-esque. Oh, it's like everything is magnified, like the personalities right. and the stories, like yeah. times 10, and I don't even know if I could breathe there. I don't know. Have you watched it? Do you I know? haven't. I've heard okay. a lot about it. Um, when you think about the Valley, have you been out there? Or yeah. I have. I, I mean, it's a great space. Um, you know, it's 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 amazing. You know, you go to Starbucks and everyone is in tech. Everyone's got a Facebook, Apple T-shirt, whatever. Um, I think <laughs> I, you know, I've always been a, a Londoner though. Uh, I was born in London and and now I live in London. And um, I just think there's it's such a great sort of hive of activity where n- not everyone is in tech. You know, you got creatives, you've got ad people, you've got finance, you've got everything. And I, I think that's the magic where you get all these different industries combining. And I, I think that like, I would, in, in some ways I'd hate to be somewhere that is only tech. <laughs> it's, you get into this echo chamber. Um, I mean, I, I don't mind the valuations <laughs> the right. valley, but... or the capital. We'll <laughs> yeah, some of your finances hey, out yeah. of you know, America. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, so I was at an event last night. And they were talking about valuations, and it's like, right. uh, Just Eat got a pretty damn good valuation. Do you right. know what I mean? So it's you know, it'd mm. be tough to get a get a higher valuation over in the states. So maybe a little bit higher, but it's getting pretty pretty. Maybe good the angel here. money gets sloshed around over yeah. there. A little well, easier. that's it. Maybe the earlier well, stages. Earlier stages. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. but yeah, you make yeah. a good point. Yeah. Uh, and then if you watch that show, it's probably the worst 
worst thing to do. I'm from California, and I watched that show, and I'm like, oh, uh, Jesus, I don't think I can live it. Because like you said, it's like an echo chamber from hell. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's, anyway, it's a comedy series. It's on HBO. It's called yeah, Silicon yeah. Valley. If you don't know it, there's like seven episodes. But uh, Thumbs the, up or down? Uh, I, I like it. Oh. <laughs> I know, surprisingly. Oh. Nice. Yeah. The, but right, the, the, right. the writing is quite creative, and a lot of the comedy is really quite subtle. And actually, they don't dumb down what they're doing. So oh, sure. there actually is some tech in there. And I think some of the people are supposed to be personalities in the in Right, right. You know, I think there's a Peter Thiel in there. I hope that's uh, not Peter uh, Thiel because he's pretty creepy. Um, <laughs> this guy, I haven't met Peter. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, I think they're making comments. Cool. But it's kind of fun mm. to watch. So, uh, uh, anyways, did I miss anything, Colin? Uh, no, we I think get a good snapshot good, there. Yeah, really um, James, it's, uh, it's really nice to meet you. Uh, you, uh, you seem really capable at what you're doing. Like I said, I don't know why I didn't think you would be, but you really are a veteran. Oh, thanks, you know, man. because, yeah. you know, you, like yeah, you said. You're super mature for your age. Yeah. When I was 23. It's not a backhanded I, compliment. Yeah. <laughs> James is like, if I hear I that one more good. time. Really? I don't know. No, no, you, no. you speak, you know, like more intelligently than I do. It's funny because I'm 32. So it's, it's like when I, I think back when I was 23 and. I was not very smart. Not that I am now, even. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because he saw the ecosystem like way before a lot of people did. You know, yeah. and getting funding when the, this wasn't such a big community. And I think I know. think it's such an interesting thing for young kids to because I had I always had ideas, right? Yeah. But I could never really implement them because I couldn't. A, I didn't have capital, and I couldn't code, and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, we're in the age if you can build you can really yeah. get something going really yeah, quickly so and, and for right? and for almost nothing right yeah. so i think it's if as an entrepreneur as a kid to just learn to put the tools in yeah, your yeah, own yeah. hands and you can kind of control your own destiny i think yeah, it's really cool still yeah, yeah the barriers are so low now yeah, yeah. maybe too low yeah I yeah guess well you, i think yeah. it is it's easier than ever to start right. something but it's right. still damn hard to keep something work. working right. and grow it over time yeah. and you know, i think that's, that's what clears the suckers out is, sure, is those yeah. hard times the times where you miss that account where it's hard to make yeah. payroll and that clears the suckers out so then yeah. you can you know really go with the long lasting yeah, yeah. and that's what i think shows and like you said the community can can they can sniff out a a, a fake and and yeah. the vcs definitely can yeah. so yeah. you know if, if you don't get those successive rounds of funding then people know what's up yeah, so. yeah. Um, people can do a free trial easily by going to GrowSquared, oh, yeah. right? GrowSquared.com, yeah. Um, yeah. And I meant that as a high compliment with the, with the crack rock earlier. Um, I'll, I'll show you my analytics. It's good good they're, crack they're, rock. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of fun. You can, I mean, I won't go on, but you can see where people are coming from. If they came from this tweet, yeah. what they're looking at, it's uh, it's really good stuff. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm joining. And like you said, I mean, if you go to Google Analytics, I mean, if you can't find what you're looking for in five or ten seconds and you don't use it, then what's the point? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, I'm selling his company. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, it's been uh, a pleasure. Is man. Twitter good to get you out? Yeah, yeah, Twitter's great. Yeah, I'm James J. Gill. Yeah, so it's James Gill, just with J in the middle. Yeah. Okay, awesome. On uh, on the Silicon Real tip, this is episode 49. We got our big 5.0 coming. It's crazy. Huge. Uh, we hit episode 200 in the studio yesterday at London Real. Yeah, so that's huge. Combined. That's, uh, that's a lot of shows, eh? That's a lot of shows, right? Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of um, hours, a lot of hours. We, yeah, had, uh, we had a meeting of the minds of the Silicon Real crew here last Friday. We tweeted out. Uh, we got a bunch of people working with us behind the scenes, booking guests, working on sponsors. It's yep. all good. I think we're looking for one more person. If you want to throw your hat in, it's uh, tweet us or hello at siliconreels.com. Yeah, what, keep, yeah, yeah, reach out, man. If you're interested, you got nothing to do in the summer and you're interested in getting involved in tech, we, you know, we could always use the help. There's so much that we can do to grow this community. Um, and uh, we just need, need people to help us spread the word and get these videos out there and 
some amazing conversations that kids that are 16, uh-huh. 17 can listen to yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, get inspired and learn something. Yeah, so. plus you can meet people like, you know, James or, uh, yeah. you know, or, or all, yeah. the, all the guests that we've had. Yeah, or, 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 like, or the important yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. Cool. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, come check our faces out on our website. You know, just Google Silicon Reel. You can see us on YouTube. Uh, it's about the people. Uh, James, thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. And uh, all the best. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Take care. What we've tried to do is kill all the shit and just focus on what really makes working better. We see ourselves as a hospitality business. Our team are hospitality people. We won, we won um, service business of the year last year. It's probably London's only zombie-proof building. So when the apocalypse comes, come to Whitechapel. We've got off-the-grid power from generators. Mm. We've got a satellite dish bringing the internet. You go upstairs, you've got a 140-person um, event space called the Innovation Loft. If you have an event, and you want to put it on somewhere, come and see us. It's free.